month of January, we have a sermon series planned. It is entitled, New Year, New Who? They got it. We work hard on this kind of thing. and <laughs> Like when you get it. It was creative, Katie. It was creative. Um, our first New Year New Who is a fellow by the name of Abram. And this is a story of Abram's call as it's found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife, Sarah, and his brother's son, Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Nadab. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for the, the stories of the people in Scripture like Abram. We pray, God, that story of our life can be meaningful as well because we have lived according to your will. We pray also, God, that through the hearing of your word this morning that we can be a changed people for the better. May your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Amen. Christmas time has a way of reminding me of my call to ministry. And through my call, I can relate a lot to Abram, later known as Abraham, and his call. Sadly, or gratefully, it's not the all nations will be blessed by you part of his call that I can relate to, nor is it the your descendants will inherit all of this land part of his call that I can relate to. 
It is the go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you part of Abraham's calling that I can identify with. It's to take up your family and all your possessions and uproot yourself from all that you have ever known part that reminds me of my call. Going back to the place of my origin the day after Christmas, it reminded me. It reminded me that God called me. God called me to be obedient to my call, even if it meant pitching tent in unfamiliar lands away from those who I love most, many of them at least. It wasn't supposed to be that way, though. When I said yes to God's call in my life, the plan was is that I would continue working the job that I loved, and I would just preach on the weekends. That was the plan. That's all I ever wanted. The family would be happy. I would be happy. All would be well. And then the housing market crashed in the year 2008. And as a person who was working for a log home manufacturing company, when the housing market crashed, we crashed along with it. So it was at that point that I said, okay, God, I'll see what this seminary stuff's all about. Next thing you know, I go on a visit to Duke, and I am the only hillbilly there. <laughs> so out of place. I actually stopped the most famous faculty member there who was checking his mail. There used to be little mailboxes right at the entrance to the gray building. Most famous faculty member in the school. And I was, hey, excuse me, can, can you tell me where the Divinity School is? He looked at me with a big smile on his face, knowing that I had no clue who he was. And he said, you're in it. Once there on the visit, these people were using words that I'd never heard of. It was all so foreign. They looked different and they talked different. And I said to myself, there is no way that they will ever let this degenerate, barely educated yokel come to school here. And then God said, yes. So next, there was the packing of the U-Haul, saying, see you later to the two grandparents that were still alive at that time. It was receiving notes from my parents who told me how proud they were while acknowledging how much this move and the soon-to-be many miles that were going to be between us were going to hurt. It was loading up with Amber and Ella, age seven, Isaiah, 18 months, and Olivia, 7 months, and heading to D.C., Duplin County. Right, Mark? Yeah. I never would have predicted that 10 years later, God would say again, it's time to pack up the tent you're going to go pitch it in Moore County. There's a new place. 
God said. And here we are. Been on the move again. And I'm glad. I'm glad that God said go. I like you. With that said, with that bit of testimony out of the way, it's not going to be all about me today. The truth of the matter is that we all know how Abraham felt. Even if we are still in the place that we uh, were born and raised, even if we've never had to make a drastic move, we still all can identify with Abram in the challenges that he faced when God said it was time to change. The reason why we can identify is because we all know that change is difficult. Whether it's the uprooting of a family or uh, other matters that, that life presents, change is never easy. There is no such thing as little change. All change is extreme. All change is drastic. And we seem to be programmed to be against it. That said, here we are in a new year, a new year, whatever that means. We humans construct calendars so that we can measure time, and we expect that as we take one calendar down and put another calendar up, somehow we will magically become better off than we were the day before. We get mad at one year, which, remind you, is not actually a tangible thing. But we get mad at one year because the beloved actress dies. There is an ongoing pandemic, and some of our favorite sports teams have their games canceled. We say, daggone you, 2021, we're glad you're gone. And we hope 2022 is going to be better. But all the while, we remain the same unchanged people that we've always been. God is calling you to change. God is calling you to new things. God is calling you to different things, different ways of being. Now. God is calling you now. And since we are in this this new year, now would be a good time to start listening carefully to what it is that God is calling you to change. Now is a good time to resolve to make being obedient to God's call in your life priority number one. And speaking of resolutions, I imagine some of you have made them. And yes, God wants you to be healthier. God probably wants you to swear less on the golf course and off the golf course. God's really okay with you eating better and so on and so forth. But the number one resolution that God wants you to make in your life is to just do what it is that God wants you to do. Figure it out. New things. God is calling you to be obedient to new things, new things that will require change. 
New things that will require risk. New things that will require uh, a radical trust in God. New things that will require you to say yes to things that you never thought that you would ever say yes to. It's requiring you to, to say yes to something that's going to put you in a place later on down the road where you look back and you say, it was never supposed to be this way. Now, you don't have to become a preacher. You don't even have to teach Sunday school. Whatever new thing God is calling you to in this portion of your life, it may not even have to do anything with what happens inside of these walls. But God is calling you to do something right now. God is calling you to do something. And you would do good to figure out what it is and then do it. Even if it means sacrificing some of the uh, comfort and familiarity of your present life. That's what calls do. Calls disrupt comfort and familiarity. God's calling you. God's looking for your disruption. I say this with a certain level of certainty. I'm 100% certain that God is calling each and every one of us to something, to something new. And I can say that God is calling us all to something new, and I can be so sure because I know that God is in the business of new things. God is in the business of making new things, and God is in the business of making things new. And that includes you. So what is it? What new thing is God calling you to? What new thing is God calling you to that may interrupt or inconvenience or uproot your current life? It's something. For those of you who've been listening to me preach for the last six months or so, you know that I'm not big on uh, giving away the answers or, or making lists or bullet points or step one, step two type, types of things, but new year, new me. Step one, figure it out. Listen. Pay attention. God's calling you. Listen. Figure it out. Step two. Be obedient. Trust and obey. That's the end of the list. My favorite part of Abram's call story is actually the first few words in verse 4. You see, God calls Abram and says, you're going to uproot your family, you're going to move, there's going to be all this drastic change, right? God says, I need you to go, please go, do this, this is your calling, 
I know it's not ideal, but go do it, right? Those are the first three verses. And then the first few words of verse 4, and Abram went. And Abram went. And Katie went. And Al went. And Carolyn went. And Jan went. And Cliff went. And Andy went. Y'all want me to keep going? And Matt went, and Tucky went, and Phyllis went, and Chick went, and Jackson went, and Susan, and Margaret, and Beth, and Mark. A lot of you went. We got people raising their hands, volunteering. And Ann went. And another Ann went, and Brant went, and another Brant went, Tony went, Diane, Darlene, we all went. God called us, and we all went. They come as a shock. But God is calling you. Listen. And go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.